Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ball off a loony screen. Gets Gobert. Takes him in the corner. Gets Edwards on a switch. Out to Pajemski. Shot clock at five. Got to go. Dribbles on Conley. Slows down. Throws it up. High off the glass. It's good. And he got fouled. Unbelievable. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game and JD will take your calls. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Yeah, and where do you even begin uh, on a night like tonight as uh, we welcome you into Warriors Wrap-Up here for Chase on 95.7 The Game. It is John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here as we'll keep this thing rolling until 11 o'clock tonight here on 95.7 The Game. And a lot to get into as the Warriors lose their fourth consecutive game uh, from 6-2 and two now to 6-6. Six and six. 104-101 the final. Timberwolves outscore the Warriors 28-18 in the fourth quarter to earn the win after the Warriors had found themselves up seven going to the fourth quarter. A uh, lot to get into, obviously. We've got to start with two minutes into this one and not even a point on the board yet when Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels get tangled up running up the floor, and they get tangled up. McDaniels is clearly grabbing Clay Thompson. Clay kind of grabs back, like, get off me, that kind of thing. And a melee (laughs) ensues from that with uh, players needing to be separated. Uh, Draymond Green coming over to to help Clay Thompson as Rudy Gobert had had went to go in and, and, and get in on the action with Clay Thompson. And it all winds up in... A ejection on a night where the Warriors already don't have Stephen Curry. Uh, it winds up being Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels ejected for their role in the back and forth and the tug of war. And Clay John, uh, Clay Thompson had his jersey, I mean, half ripped off uh, down the front. Draymond uh, again going to help his teammate, but 
when you look, and obviously the photos have been all over the, the internet and social media tonight, when you go back on replay, and, and look, Gobert, uh, Gobert went in on clay, and so there's no doubt that Draymond is going to protect a teammate, but when it looks as bad as it did on replay with Draymond Green having Rudy Gobert in a in a in a chokehold, you know, the optics look really bad. And I think it's a situation where those optics plus Draymond Green's reputation, he's getting a flagrant two in that particular situation, uh, almost regardless of, you know, what's going on with, with everybody else on the play. First thing I'll just say, as far as Clay Thompson and McDaniels goes, I, I, I don't see, and I know Steve Kerr had mentioned this in his postgame press conference, I don't think either one of Clay Thompson or Jaden McDaniels should have been ejected from the game. To me, that was double technicals both ways. Like there weren't any punches thrown in in, in looking you know back at it. it. It was you know just two guys going at it. It got carried away. Uh, I, I think that's that's double techs probably. Uh, and and you know McDaniels the the instigator in that Clay obviously coming back. Uh, but, but to me, you could have cooled that particular part of it off. And, and look, Clay Thompson, somebody that's got, you know, nary an ejection in his NBA career. I mean, hardly even a technical technical foul. I think the number of technical fouls in his career you can you can count on, on one hand. Now, that being said, frustration pouring over, I think, on a bunch of different levels from the Warriors' standpoint. Losers of three in a row. All of the conversation about uh, Clay Thompson's five of sixteens in these last couple of games, and I, I think it, it, everything boiled over you know, with this team, you know, losing and going up against a team that took it to him defensively on on Wednesday night. We all know the history between the Warriors and Rudy Gobert, and specifically Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert. Those two don't like each other. Draymond Green doesn't like, and he's practically dead. Doesn't respect Rudy Gobert as a, a you know a player that's been in the, the defensive player of the year competition alongside Draymond throughout the year. So I, I think there's a little bit of something going on personally already between uh, the Warriors team and the guys that have been around and Gobert and obviously Draymond and, and Gobert. And so I also don't understand how Gobert doesn't get any punishment in, in the whole in the whole thing. Like, I get it. All right, Draymond, reputation, flagrant too. Like, I, I understand where you can look at that upon replay with Draymond having him in a, in a headlock. And, and, and as ugly as it looked when some of the images were frozen, it's like, all right, Draymond's got to go. And, and I think there's going to be a conversation in the next couple of days just being real about whether Draymond Green's going to get suspended or not. It, he probably will get suspended uh, it, you know, for at least a game, if, if not uh, two, uh, you know, based on the, the history uh, with, with Draymond and, and all of those things do, do tend to add up. But I don't see how Gobert ends up getting off scot-free, going to the free-throw line on the flagrant foul, and nothing happens. To me, there's got to be at least some kind of technical foul for Gobert's uh, role in going after Clay, which is why Draymond went after Gobert. And and so uh, you look at that and how it was all adjudicated, and I think cooler heads could have prevailed, but you've got this thing jumping off where it's, you know, in, in-season tournament game, it's the second time in three days these two teams have played each other. Tempers are flaring. I know I mentioned this the other night. Minnesota, they they bring the funk when when they come to uh, – uh, they, they are a team that plays with a lot of emotion and a lot of edge and a lot of physicality. And if you watch a lot of Timberwolves games – 
as I have in the early part of the year, and you watch them really since Chris Finch took over as head coach going back a couple of years, they they are a team that something is ready to jump off in their games all the time. And so the fact that, and I think the league knows that, and so the league knows the, the history, I think, with, with Draymond, and so it was a scenario where I think they were trying to cool everything off before it could start, and so the Warriors, two minutes into this game, don't have Steph Curry, don't have Klay Thompson, don't have Draymond Green. And we can debate fair or foul as far as all of that goes. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's one portion of it. Then you get to the actual game. And Skills, Nick, Dre, uh, we're going to get to you coming up here on 95.7 The Game. But I mean, you then the actual game... The, the players that were forced into action, how are the Warriors going to find a way to get through the, the night? And you know, Brandon Pajemski steps up and, and has a career game, 23 points, becomes the second Warrior to go over uh, or to score 20, and the first Warrior other than Steph Curry to go over 20 in a game this season. So bright spot there in a difficult situation. And you have to give the Warriors who played in this game tonight a ton of credit for battling without their three best players to keep the game close against a team that's off to an excellent start. I mean, the Timberwolves now are 8-2 and two to begin the season. They're the top defensive team in the league. They didn't play a great game tonight. Played down, I think, to the talent level that the Warriors put out on the floor a little bit. But the Warriors get a lot of credit for the grit and grind that they showed in this game tonight to, to help keep it close. So uh, at, at that point, you, you, know, you get into breaking it down like, like a real game. And down the stretch, you know, you see this a lot, right? Team with superior talent isn't playing great. They hang around, hang around, hang around. Fourth quarter, they take the game over. And I think that's you know, what happened tonight. And we can get into some of the individual performances. Andrew Wiggins continues to struggle. 4 of 15, 1 of 7 from 3, 9 points. Rough, rough game from Andrew Wiggins. Chris Paul helped keep the Warriors in the game through three quarters. Didn't play well down the stretch. Passing up open looks overpassing when he had shots close to the basket. You know, the Warriors brought in Chris Paul to, to help be a finishing player, to help them become a better team in close games at the end of games. And, and tonight, it, it wasn't his night in that respect. And, and we talk about you know the turnover ratio and the, the fact that he typically isn't turning the ball over a lot. Well, tonight he had four turnovers and, and struggled uh, at, at different points and struggled down the stretch. Uh, biggest winner tonight is Brandon Pajemski. And I know Steve Kerr had said that he was going to have to try and find minutes for Pajemski even coming into this game. Well, he flat out said in the postgame press conference tonight, Pajemski's going to play. He's a good player. He's a connector. I like him. He said in the pregame that he likes his attitude. So if there is a, a, a small blessing in this thing for the Warriors as they lose their fourth in a row, it's Pajemski is, you know, proved himself tonight to where he's going to get more of an opportunity. Now, at the expense of whom, I think that remains to be seen. Do they you know, play him? You know, is it going to be Moses Moody? Does Moses Moody kick up a notch? Is it going to be less GP2? Warriors are going to need GP2. Do they move GP2 up to more of a power forward role, and it means less minutes for Kaminga? You know, I think all of those things, there's kind of a trickle-down effect. If Pajemski's going to play more, you know, does he start taking some Clay Thompson minutes? I wouldn't expect that. But you know, if Pajemski's going to play more, that means somebody else is going to play less. But regardless, I think the Warriors need the infusion, and Pajemski, he, he showed that he can be out there and hold his own. And he's got a little swag to his game. He's got a little confidence to his game. He's got a belief that he belongs on an NBA floor. 
and his energy and skill set and rebounding, and he just fits the way the Warriors like to, to play basketball. And good things have happened when he's been on the floor flat out for the Warriors so far this season. So I'm on board with that. It sounds like Steve Kerr's on board with that. We're going to see more Brandon Pajemski. Got to give a nod to Dario Saric tonight. Scored 21 points. Uh, again, not the most efficient, but he was grinding and scrapping and you know knocks down some threes, ends up 3 of 11. Not a good night overall. The Warriors only 13 of 39 from three-point range. But you give Saric credit. It was basically for a good chunk of this game. The Warriors' big three was Chris Paul, Brandon Pajemski, and, and Dario Saric on a night where they you know didn't have their actual big three. So a big tip in uh, for for those uh, three players. And you know Moses Moody pitched in eleven, but just not enough offense against a really good defensive team in Minnesota. And you just kind of had the feeling all night as the Warriors were up twelve that if Minnesota could hang in the game down the stretch, their defense. Would would be enough, and their talent level would play out again. You know, as just being superior on this night, even though they were playing, you know, a, a mid, you know, kind of a mid game for them. They played a C game. The Warriors were fighting like hell. And you know, how often have we seen through the years the Warriors with the superior talent advantage? Uh, they play down to a team that's young and scrappy, and guys are getting opportunities, and they're able to hang in the game. But in the fourth quarter, in the key moments, the talent. And the more veteran-laden group proves to be a winner, so that's what happened for the Warriors tonight. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's get it rolling on the phone. Skills and Vallejo gets us started here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Skills? Hey, good evening, John. Good to be on with you again. I just I wanted to kind of point out some of the positives from tonight's game. Um, there, weren't, there weren't a ton when you, you know, look at the numbers and everything, but the fact that they were able to battle back out-rebound Minnesota in spite of their two Twin Towers. They did a number of things well. The Golden State Warriors did. Got some good minutes out of Brandon. to see what he can do now. He touched on it. He's going to play now. I just feel bad for the fans who came, paid for their ticket, expecting to see the three Hall of Famers. You find out early on that Curry's not going to play, and then Clay and Draymond last two minutes each. That was a wild beginning to the game, but hey, we'll get him next time. Thanks for having me on the air, John. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, tough, tough sledding when you don't have those three. Uh, again, for one night, I think you have to hat tip the Warriors for keeping the game close. It is tough. Look, there was more juice at Chase Center tonight than there really had been at any point in any game this season. Uh, Warrior fans like being the underdog. I know they've been on top now for basically a decade, and they've enjoyed the hell out of that, and rightfully so. But it felt a little bit like a throwback night, to be honest to you know days when the Warriors were really struggling to win games and they were putting these you know plucky teams out there that probably weren't going to win but on a lot of nights at least at home would stay in a game against a, a, a superior team and then lose close in in the end so I think for a lot of Warrior fans they were excited look look Warrior fans have been clamoring for the young guys to play a lot of them and, and I think the majority of Warrior fans if the young guys are going to play and the Warriors are going to be committed to it even if it means they aren't going to win, I think a lot of Warrior fans are actually cool with that, to be perfectly honest. You know, it's when you go all in on the veterans, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but when you go all in on the veterans and then you come up short, I think there's a big portion of Warrior fans right now that that, that frustrates them more than anything. Uh, you know, I was having a little debate tonight on Twitter about, you know, Corey Joseph was playing and 
and you know was put out there. You know, Kaminga, you know, Corey Joseph's going to play more minutes than Kaminga. Now Kaminga ended up playing a couple more minutes than Corey Joseph. And I said, well, Kaminga was wasn't good tonight. Like so, but you know, I get the pushback from you know Warrior fans that are saying, well, I'd rather lose with Kaminga than you know than have Corey Joseph out there because Corey Joseph, you know, at least Kaminga is you know continuing to grow and and learn and and get better. I don't know that the Warriors are going to be in that type of a position every single night, but uh, I think there's a good chunk of Warrior fans that would rather, hey, especially on a night like tonight where it's going to be tough sledding to win anyway, make sure you give the young guys an opportunity. And, and look, Steve Kerr did it by default. I mean, when you have two guys get ejected, that means basically everybody's going to play and everybody except for Guy Santos tonight did play uh, in this one, and everybody except for Guy Santos played at least 11 minutes and, and 40 seconds uh, in, in the game tonight, obviously minus the two players that were ejected less than, than two minutes in. Nick in San Jose, 888-957-9570. Hey, Nick. Hey, J.D., uh, you're, you're spot on to start your remarks. I just want to say a few things. Give me a couple of moments. Sure. Besides uh, Dario and, and the Santa Clara kid, I'm so disappointed in this team, and specifically Draymond Green. His lack of awareness, he cost us a title in 2016. In the COVID year when Curry got hurt, he admits he didn't play hard. He talks about not showing up till March. He has never developed an open shot. He would not be a Hall of Famer, which he will be. He's because he's in the gravity of Steph Curry. And now he's been ejected two of the last three games, I hope. They hammer him for two to three games. He was over the top today with Gobert. It was disgusting optics. This guy's lack of self-awareness. He contaminated last year. I'm glad pulls off the team, but this would have never happened if it wasn't Draymond punching him and his podcasting. So that's number one. Number two, Chris Paul is an additive to this team, but I'm so disappointed. He had a layup and an open inside the foul line shot. He passes to the corner to Dario. Why didn't he shoot the ball there? And when you need someone like Wiggins, his body language, Shady, he doesn't want the ball. You know what? Stop giving him the minutes. Him in the 2022 championship ring was the atypical. This is the typical Wiggins that disappointed in Minnesota. He's disappointing here. Kaminga. Why isn't he playing more? Why isn't, um, you know, uh, Moody playing more? Corey Joseph has no place on this team. And the last thing is, I agree with you that the fans were better today. But you know what? We have no home court advantage any longer. The fans are priced out that really have the oomph in the lead of their pencil. I'm so down on this team, bro. We're not going to score 125 points a game like we used to. We are not going to survive a Milwaukee, a, a, a big team in a seven-game series. We're looking at 45 wins, bro. This is so disappointing. And lastly, Draymond Green, get some self-awareness and grow up. Thank you, J.D. All right, Nick, you got it. I mean, tonight's a night event. You know, tonight's a night to vent. There are some positive things that come out of tonight, but tonight is absolutely a, a, a night to vent. And, and look, I have no problem with Draymond defending his teammate. But again, when you look at the images, it's just like with his history, the league is going to – like he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt w with any of that. And, yeah, it does make two of the last three where he's been uh, ejected. 
and the Warriors need him. You know, flat out, the Warriors need him uh, to be on the you know to be on the floor uh, more often than not. And so, uh, again, it, it as I've also said though, you have to take the good with the bad when it comes to Draymond Green. I mean, it's you know the the ship has sailed as far as you know. This is who he is. He's acknowledged it. The Warriors have have doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on it. Again, I keep going back to May twelfth. They get eliminated in Los Angeles, and immediately following the game, it's Steve Kerr, it's Steph Curry, it's Clay Thompson, it's Draymond Green, all going in on each other for not only this year, but maybe for the next couple of years. But at least this year, for now, Clay Thompson only under contract for this year. So. They they want to play together, and they're being afforded the opportunity to play together. They think they fixed the bench. They think Chris Paul's going to help, and you know it was all looking good a week ago, uh, flat out. You know this team this team seven nights ago was six and two, and now they're six and six, and it's in some ways back to the drawing board. They may have to play another game or two without Stephen Curry. Although just quickly on that note, Steve Kerr did tell reporters that the MRI results on Steph were good. So he remains day to day. There's no structural problem or, or any kind of, you know, issue to where this is a bigger deal than than the soreness or the the light sprain uh, that that was reported earlier today. So uh maybe Steph misses another game or two, but uh, that's certainly better than a situation where it might be multiple weeks at this point with the Warriors now again kind of starting from scratch. At, at six and six. All right, let's keep it rolling here. As far as Andrew Wiggins goes, I mean, his confidence is shot. I mean, that's just the reality. Andrew Wiggins' confidence right now is shot, and he's playing like an unconfident player. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jonathan Kaminga's not playing more because he's not playing well. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, sometimes I just don't, and, and I think it's, look, I think more people can see it now than have seen it at other points, but you know, Kaminga has has not played well more often than he has played well 
this season. He's had four or five pretty good second halves, maybe five or six pretty good second halves out of now 12 games. That's really about it. He's basically had a good second half half the time, and he hadn't really had a good first half in any game except for maybe one. So, you know, Kaminga's not playing well. And you know, I think they've really given him an opportunity. I think they've given him some free reign to go try and attack and score. And, you know, as long as he's making some of the other hustle plays. But he he's rough defensively right now. He's still not getting enough rebounds. He's not hustling enough. And, you know, he just – his feel for the game is still lacking. And he's talented – when he's attacking, you know, his best trait right now is probably putting his head down and driving to the basket and drawing fouls. That's really the one thing that he's consistently done well this year. But he seems like he gets caught in between. It, it seems like there's only one speed for Kaminga. It's, I'm going to look to shoot it every single time or drive it every single time, and then maybe I'll get fouled. Or, you know, but but if he doesn't do that, he's tentative. And he, you know, because I think he's been told, hey, keep it moving a little bit. I think they gave him a little bit of some free reign at the beginning, and when he hasn't played well, I think they've told him to try and keep the ball moving a little bit more. And you can tell there are shots that he wants to take that it looks as if he's been told not to take, and so he's kind of, there's that half-second pause where he doesn't know what, should I shoot? Oh, they don't want me to shoot. Now I'm going to keep it moving. And the play's out of sync, and it and it ends up looking, I, I think, like a, a little bit uh, less of like he has a, a feel for the game. And as far as Corey Joseph goes, look, if Steph Curry's not playing, Corey Joseph is probably going to play. Now, Pajemski's going to play more, but if Steph Curry's not playing and Clay Thompson's out, Corey Joseph's got to play. Like so, there's no argument for Corey Joseph. You know, he played 13 minutes tonight. Was actually pretty good in the first half. Knocked down a couple of shots. Like if if multiple players are out, Corey Joseph is going to play. But I do think it it gets back to it gets back to with Pajemski. If Pajemski's playing and he's a two, you know, or a one-two combo, well, where does that leave Moody? It, you know, because I think they view Moody as like a two-three, but they're not always comfortable playing him at the three. Peyton has been playing, I think, more three, and but just so so if to get Pajemski on the floor, somebody's minutes are getting cut. And you know, Steve Kerr said, "Hey, Pajemski's playing," so somebody's minutes are getting cut somehow, somewhere. So it's either probably going to be Moody or Kaminga. Or Gary Payton the second, but there's nights where the Warriors absolutely need Gary Payton the second to be out there. I I think it could be, you know, either Moody's going to have to play some three with Pajemski playing two. That's a little bit of a smaller lineup, or it's going to be GP two's going to start playing the four, and Kaminga is not going to play as much because GP two's playing the four, and that's going to open up some minutes for Pajemski to play more of the two. But it, those minutes have to come from somewhere, and Steve Kerr said that Pajemski's going to be getting them coming up. Eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Dre in Michigan is next. What's going on tonight, Dre? Hey, what's going on? I'm from Saginaw. So what's going on? <laughs> what's go? Okay. What's on your mind tonight? Um, two issues. One, we're too small, and that's going to be a problem against Denver, the Lakers, Philly. And other big teams, we're, we're, I mean, they're, they're trying their butt off. I, I, I mean, I applaud them today. But I don't understand how the upper management, GMs, Mike Dundee, chose 
to use the last roster spot against with Gus Santos, which is a good player, to not go get a center. That's what I don't understand. And the second one is 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 the Wiggins problem. Um, he has to come off the bench. Like I, I love him, like his defense, but he has to come off the bench. And I'd rather with uh, Wiggins to play with Chris Paul to you know get his confidence up. And uh, that, that's pretty much uh, all I have to say. <laughs> starts. Who starts, Dre? Who? Because because I think that's part of the problem right now is there's nobody playing well enough to where you say you're going to plug that guy in in Wiggins' spot. Who would you start? I would start GP2. Okay. He's not going to kill you. And, and, okay. and plus, you know, he's, he's a pretty good shooter as far as, is, is a, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the spacing. He's, he's a good slasher, and he's not going to kill you with, 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 you know, trying to make a uh, – uh, trying to create a shot. He's going to go try to go get them boards. He's going to try to do the dirty work. And I think that's what the star lineup is missing. Wiggins okay. is just shooting, shooting. His, I mean, all his shots, if you look at them, they're short. His yeah, it's flat. I mean, he's always had a flat shot. It looks extra flat right now. It's all He's always had that straight line shot. It looks even more on a line right now than it, than it has before. I, I hear you on that, Dre. Uh, GP2 for Wiggins, I, I hear you there. If you're going to start GP2 for Wiggins, I almost feel like you got to start Saric for, for Looney, though, because then you're starting Looney, Draymond, and GP2, and that's really three non-scorers, although Wiggins right now is a non-scorer as, as well. Uh, but you basically you put GP2 in the in the corner, and teams are just going to leave him there and, and dare him to shoot. So I think you know, I, I like the sentiment with GP2, but but I, I don't think you could start those three together uh, with GP2 and Dre and, and – and Kevon Looney. So you may have to make two moves if you're going to make the, the first move. Uh, Steel Toe, San Mateo, next year on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Steel Toe. Hey, J.D. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm still being more patient with Wiggins, but um, I think he'll snap out of it eventually. Um I, I really like uh, what Steve first said. He's going to use Pajinski more. I, I, I'm kind of lost patience with uh, Moses Moody. I thought Moses Moody would, would kind of step up like Pajinski, but I think Pajinski passed him. I think Pajinski is going to take Moses Moody minutes. Uh, I think he should go down to the 11th and 12th guy. And I agree with you also with Kaminga. I, I lost patience with Kaminga also. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is your power forward and center who can help the Warriors. He's the guy. If you gave him minutes and got rid of uh, um, Kaminga, I think we would have been on a four-game winning streak if, if, if uh, Kaminga didn't play and Trace Jackson Davis was playing. We would have been on a four-game winning streak. We need to use the rookies. Um, I'm tired of Moses Moody and uh, Kaminga. They need to be at the end of the bench. Thank you, J.D. Appreciate the call, Steel Toe. Well, I'll give you this: you at least gave some the the, the proper comparisons as far as you know. If if Pajemski's going to play, it's probably Moody who's not. If Trace Jackson Davis is going to play, it's probably you know it, it might be more of Saric. Uh, you, know, you could play him and Saric together. Uh, you also could maybe start Saric for a little bit more offense and shooting and skill in the starting lineup, and then 
do a workaround, you know, that way where Trace Jackson Davis becomes the the backup center. I mean, I also think the Warriors are probably going to have to get ready to play a couple of games without Draymond Green when when the league reviews everything that that went down tonight with with Draymond's history. Un, unfortunately, you know, I, I think in ordinary circumstances that's probably just a flagrant two, and he gets ejected, and 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 really probably solely on the optics. Because, as I said, he was going in to help his teammate, which I do think should be allowed. But, you know, I don't know whether he got caught, you know, with the with the the uh, headlock or, or whatever it was, you know, trying to pull pull him away. But it's it's optics. It's when you freeze that picture, and then it's Draymond Green's history that I think probably ultimately gets him in in trouble in that in that situation. And so, if you're without Draymond, then you probably are starting Saric, which you know, he was in the starting lineup tonight anyway with, with Steph Curry out. They, they went with more shooting and, and Chris Paul in there, and Paul and Saric play very well together. So I think that made some sense. But, yeah, maybe maybe it becomes, you know, Saric and Trace Jackson Davis become, a, 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 you know, Saric goes into the starting lineup maybe for Draymond with Looney when Steph Curry comes back, Clay Thompson and Wiggins, and then that opens up backup center minutes for Trace Jackson Davis because Saric is, is in the starting lineup and, and Draymond winds up being the odd one out. As far as Pajemski, I, I really do think it's probably Pajemski for Moody. Uh, and, you know, I know a lot of people want Moody to play. They want Kaminga to play. Uh, I think Moody to this point has been better than Kaminga, but they're different. You know, Moody is more of a 3-2. Kaminga's basically straight a 4 at this point for the Warriors. And so if you're looking for minutes, you're going to have to shift some things around. Uh, Mike in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mike. Oh, we lost Mike. All right. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Timberwolves beat the Dubs tonight 104-101. Rough fourth quarter for Golden State. 28-18 Minnesota after the Warriors hung in the game and led uh, through a good portion of it, led by as many as 12, up eight at the end of the first quarter, up five at the half, up seven going to the fourth quarter, uh, and ultimately the Warriors lose. Timberwolves walk out at eight and two, Warriors six and six. This was an in-season tournament group play game, so the Warriors fall to one and one in group play so far on the season. You look at Minnesota, Minnesota's now two and oh, Sacramento has only played one game so far. They they beat Oklahoma City as well. Uh, Oklahoma City got their first win of group play. They beat San Antonio. So the Warriors right in the middle of the pack now with Minnesota 2-0, Sacramento 1-0. The Warriors are 1-1. Oklahoma City now 1-2. And, and you look at San Antonio. San Antonio, I believe, is 0-2 now on the group play portion with the Spurs still yet to play. Spurs have played Minnesota and Oklahoma City. The the Spurs still have to play Sacramento, and the Spurs still have to play the Warriors among their their two games that are are left. The Warriors still play, uh, obviously, San Antonio and and Sacramento as well. Uh, All right, uh, let's get to our extending the three-point line play of the game. Towns with a rebound, falling out of bounds, stolen by Pajemski. Pajemski saw the pass, turns and shoots at the buzzer, and he banked it in! He banked it in! 
spinning toward the right corner. Off balance, but on target. Yeah, what a play. Maybe the play of the night, right? Pajemski with the steal, then he doesn't know where to go, dribbles it out, panks in a three to close the third quarter. Warriors wind up winning the third quarter, 24-22 on the banked-in Pajemski three. One of three three-pointers that he hit tonight. Man, his overall number is really good. Plus 11, 23 points to go with seven boards and five assists. Uh, did a little bit of everything. Had a steal, did have three turnovers, got to the free throw line a couple of times, nine of 18 shooting, played 39 minutes. 39 minutes for Brandon Pajemski, and that three is your extending the three-point line. Brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED chronic pain, visit westcoastmenshealth.com for more information there. Uh, Warriors with Oklahoma City coming up as this homestand will continue. And look, the home road thing is now a problem in reverse. Warriors couldn't buy a road win last year. They were winning at home with regularity, and it's completely flipped. The Warriors now, as things have begun to even out and will even out after the next two games here on Thursday and Saturday, but on the road, the Warriors are 5-2 and two at home. Now 1-4. and four. You add it up uh, as it is 6-6 uh, six and six overall. And so uh, the Warriors, they got to figure out how to, how to get to some home wins. I mean, they, they lost eight home games all of last year. And they've already lost half as many home games in the first five as they did all of last year. Now they've won almost half as many road games as they won all of last year. Uh, how about this from the Timberwolves locker room? This from John Krasinski of The Athletic, longtime uh, writer that covers the NBA and covers the Timberwolves, uh, formerly of the AP. Uh, Rudy Gobert called Draymond's choke, quote, clown behavior said he knew as soon as he heard Steph was out, he knew Draymond was going to try to get ejected. Wow. How about that? And then Gobert went on. uh, Every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything he can to get ejected. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I would say the back and forth between those two is just starting. Uh, and, it, and it already has been there. Uh, but that's, wow, strong, strong words there. And look, we've, we've talked about it in the past, the fact that, you know, that, that has been a coincidence at, at different times. But, man, yeah, this thing's just, just, getting, just getting heated up uh, between the Warriors and the Timberwolves with the two games here. And uh, when, when do these teams play again? When these teams play again, uh, I, I think because of the group portion uh, of the schedule, I think they only play three times right now. But if they wind up needing to face each other again in you know because of the way the play-in tournament or the uh, the in-season tournament works out, they may wind up playing each other at, at, at some point down the line. But yeah, that's long time, long-standing. Uh, you know, back and forth between the Warriors and Gobert, but wow, that's that's something. Uh, I mean, Gobert not not holding back, and uh, doesn't appear as if Draymond Green or Clay Thompson are, are meeting with the media tonight. 
but you can bet that uh, Draymond will have some things to say either on his podcast or or the next time that he uh, winds up in a press conference situation. Yeah, just one more game between these two scheduled for now. They could wind up playing a fourth time, uh, it, depending upon who goes to the the NC, you know, who the group winner is in the in season tournament. But yeah, that's uh, one more matchup, and it's not until late March again, unless they play coming up in a couple of weeks in uh, you know what would be a makeup game coming off of the teams that are either eliminated in the in the round of eight or uh, teams that don't make the in-season tournament round of eight are going to have to have a couple of games made up, one home and, and one away during that week where, where everybody else is playing. But yeah, just one more game currently between the two scheduled for Target Center on Sunday, March 24th. Uh, of next year. So that uh, is a long ways away, a little over four months away uh, at this point. But uh, wow, wow, some some heavy heavy duty stuff there from Rudy Gobert. All right, uh, hardest worker of the game, and then we'll call it a night. You buy the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com and uh, it's going to be the same guy that it was uh, in the extending the three-point line. How can you not give it to Brandon Pajemski? He was the Warriors' best player on the floor tonight, the rookie uh, in his first real extended minutes of his career. Pajemski with the line that I just referenced, uh, the 23 points, seven boards, five assists, energy everywhere. Steve Kerr said that he's going to be playing him, and – he earned it by every account uh, with the way that he played tonight uh, on a night where the Warriors desperately needed somebody to step up and score and provide some life. Uh, honorable mention to Dario Saric for his 21 points. But yeah, Brandon Pajemski has got to be your hardest worker of the game tonight for the Dubs. Brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Again, acso.com for more details there. All right, that'll do it. Uh, great stuff. Lively show tonight. Appreciate the everybody that called in. Appreciate everybody that texted in as well. We'll uh, take a breather tomorrow and reconvene right back here at Chase Center on Thursday when the Warriors are going to be play the first of two consecutive again. Weird week. Warriors with Minnesota Sunday, Tuesday. Oklahoma City Thursday, Saturday before they close out the homestand. And they got to get some home wins. One and four now on the Chase Center Hardwood. All right, thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Again, we'll be back Thursday, 6 o'clock, for Warriors Live, Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, right back here at Chase. We'll talk to you then, but uh, for now, keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game as the Timberwolves beat the Warriors tonight, 104-101. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 